The Arizona State Sun Devils are getting ready to kick off against the Oklahoma State Cowboys later today. We're here to go over what the offense and defense need to do, plus some bold predictions and a final score on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw. I am your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils all the time. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. This podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you want to check us out in a visual platform, of course, wherever you do get your podcast, though, hit that like and subscribe button and make sure you turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we post new content. If you want to stay in touch with all the content that we're putting out all the time, follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36, and you can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Stay in touch with everything going on with the Sun Devils all the time. Let's go ahead and get into today's conversation. Arizona State is getting ready to play the number 11 Oklahoma State Sooners in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's probably the biggest game of the year for Arizona State, unless, you know, you you find a way to win this game and then you go on to play Utah who can find themselves ranked pretty high as well because then it's a Pac-12 game. But as of right now, the way the schedule is laid out, this is your biggest game of the year in week two. This is a very, very difficult environment to go and play in. Oklahoma State is a top-notch program. They were 12-2 and two last year. They were a really, really close game away from winning the Big 12 and potentially making a push into the college football playoff. They were that good of a program last year. They lost a lot, but they retained the most important guy in Spencer Sanders at quarterback. We're going to take a minute to break down each side of the ball first. So we'll get to Spencer Sanders and this Cowboys offense in just a moment. But first, we're going to take a look at the Arizona State Sun Devils offense and their keys to victory. The first thing, you cannot abandon your strengths. This is something that I have preached many times and will continue to preach is Arizona state does their best football when they run and they run it well with all the, all the guys that they have. They have a plethora of talent in that backfield, not just at running back, but they have a mobile quarterback and Emory Jones as well that can influence these games. Remember they rushed for like, I think, I think it was like 264 yards last week against NAU. They need to be able to run the heck out of the football again this week. It's it's so pivotal to being able to control the clock, dictate the pace of the game, and keep your defense nice and fresh on the sidelines while tiring out Oklahoma State's defense. Plus, for what it's worth, Oklahoma State can score points very quickly. But again, we'll get into that in the next segment. But you need to commit to your strengths no matter what. The moment you get away from running the football to set up the pass, you lose. Game over. There's nothing you can do about it. That's why you cannot give up any room when it comes to establishing your ground game. As soon as you get away from it, game's over. There's just nothing you're going to be able to do at that point. What your run game does, though, is it helps set up your pass game, like I said. With that in mind, the next step in victory here for the offense, attack the secondary. 
Oklahoma State's defense is retooling. They lost a lot of players from last year's unit. The secondary especially is a very young unit that is trying to get its feet wet, and they're trying to figure out their identity and who's who's the guys and who needs to be you know, placed in a better situation than being left on an island. Last week against Central Michigan, quarterback Daniel Richardson, who's a sophomore, threw 424 yards and four touchdowns against the Oklahoma State Cowboys in Stillwater. This is a sophomore quarterback that was able to generate a lot of success against a good Oklahoma State Cowboys defense. Again, it's not what it was last year, but you'd be hard-pressed to find a defense that maintains that kind of excellence after an exodus of loss that the Cowboys had to deal with. But if Central Michigan can throw for 424 yards, there is no reason that Arizona State can't get to 300. I feel like that is entirely attainable for the Sun Devils. You need to be able to throw the football in this game. Now, again, that doesn't mean getting away from your strengths. Like I already said, you still need to be able to run the football because running the football sets up your passing game. However, if you are not able to challenge this secondary, if you're not able to attack it and push the ball down the field, then it's also game over. Because inevitably, this is not if, this is when. Arizona State gets down on the scoreboard. You have to be able to throw the football. You cannot run the ball for 60 minutes unless you are winning for the entirety of that game, which you will not be. You have to be able, have to, no ifs, ands, or buts. You have to be able to throw the football if you want to stay in this game. I understand it's not the Sun Devil's strength to throw the the, the you-know-what out of the football. But for this game, you need to have your passing game at its peak performance. It cannot be any other way. The final key to victory here for the offense, no extra chances. No extra chances. No extra chances for Oklahoma State. What does that mean? Obviously, it means no turnovers. You don't want turnovers in any game. But that's not what I'm mainly referring to here. What I am mainly referring to is this. No three and outs, no short fields, no turnovers. You need long drives. If you have to punt the football away, pin them as deep as you can. You cannot give Oklahoma State short fields. You can't be punting in your own territory, well inside your own territory, and giving the Cowboys the ball you know, just before midfield, you can't do that because Spencer Sanders is too good of a quarterback. He will take advantage of those short fields, go down and drive the football down your throat. They will get up to a significantly larger lead when you are not able to give your defense a lot of room to operate. The turnovers, especially that gives Oklahoma state another chance to score points and odds are they're going to be able to score points. For Arizona State, you borderline need every single drive to end up in three points or more. If you're not able to get points on every single drive, you might just be run out of the stadium. Now, obviously, is that feasible? No. 
Arizona State is going to punt the football. They're probably going to punt it a few times. It's just the reality of going to Stillwater, Oklahoma. But you can't be doing it consistently. If you have like three straight drives, you know, back-to-back-to-back drives of three and outs, call it. That's game. You just can't do that to your defense. They're going to get too tired. You're going to leave them on the field. You're going to be leaving them hanging out to dry. This defense is already going to be tired. This defense is going to get tested like it hasn't been tested before. I don't know the last time Arizona State had to go up against a quarterback who throws the football as well as Spencer Sanders does. Obviously, you've had to play against Cameron Rising. Rising is not throwing 400 yards every single game. You've had some other good quarterbacks in the Pac-12 as well. Spencer Sanders is just a cut above the rest. He is a truly special passer. And if you give him more opportunities to go down the football field on you, he is going to put up points. So you cannot be leaving your defense out there exhausted. So no three and outs. That's that's the big one, honestly, more than turnovers. Because I think ASU should be able to get a turnover and give their offense another opportunity. But you can't go three and out. When you go three and out, everyone loses. Your offense loses momentum, the coaching staff gets frustrated, and the defense is right back on the field. So no three and outs, no extra chances. Don't abandon your strengths. Set up the run game to establish the passing game. And with that passing game, don't be afraid to challenge the secondary. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break now. And when we return, we're going to go ahead and pick it up looking at the defensive side of the football. But first, a quick word from our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to win money while watching college football. Through Underdog's Pick'em game, you you can look at your favorite player stats, pick whatever you think they'll end up with as a higher or lower total than the stat in the week's game, and if your picks are right, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. It's easy to play. You can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Underdog has investment backing as well. This is supported by Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and more guys. They've always been focused on building superior products for a fan user experience. The customer support team is top-notch, the best in the business, and I can assure you, as someone who has used Underdog Fantasy, this is a great, great app to use. So much fun. I know you guys will love it. If you go and use the promo code LOCKED, uh, locked on, excuse me, if you use the promo code LOCKED, uh, locked on, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 meaning if you deposit $100, you will get another $100 added onto your account. All you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in your App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Get in college football's pick'em action today. As always, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen of the day. This podcast is free and available on all platforms. Back into our conversation now, looking at the defensive side of the ball. This is where the game is going to be won and lost. No, no, I'll stick to the offense. If, if the offense is not able to put up points, that's where it'll be won and lost. 
The defense is going to give up points, and it's not their fault. This is not me saying it's a bad defense. In fact, I, I think this could be a good defense for Arizona State. But this week, they're going to be tested. And it's not a fair test. They were not given a study guide, and they certainly were not told what information was going to be on the test other than get ready to get passed on with a young secondary. There's three things that this team needs to do in order to win the game. Let's start off with the most obvious one. Turnovers. Find a way to get your offense more opportunities. Similar to how the offense can't give extra chances in the biggest way that I said was three and outs. I think for the defense, you probably need turnovers because turnovers are going to get momentum swings for you. Everyone is going to get involved. Everyone's going to get excited. When you get that first interception off of Spencer Sanders, if you think the sideline isn't going to erupt and get hyped and say, we're going to take down the number 11 team in their home stadium, that's what's going to get pumping through their veins. Even if it's one turnover, just knowing that you are able to record something like that off of a quarterback of Spencer Sanders caliber and a football team of Oklahoma State Cowboys caliber. That's a huge deal for you. Now, obviously, I will also be incredibly happy if you were just able to stall drives out. I, I don't expect three and outs. If we got a three and out, I'd be to the moon. I think that offense is just too good. I don't think there's any way you're getting a three and out. However, I do think that there is a chance that you will be able to stall out some of their drives. You know, maybe it's a like a like an eight play drive and you're able to hold Oklahoma State to three. That's huge. That is absolutely massive for you to be able to keep them out of the end zone, limit the amount of points they're putting up. And then if your offense, remember, I said, if you can get three points on every drive, which isn't going to happen, but if you can, that'll keep you in the game. It truly will. If you go into this game down 21-12 at halftime, that is not a bad thing at all. Not at all. And if you're able to hold Oklahoma State to field goals instead of touchdowns, that's going to keep you in this game big time. I don't think people can understand how important it is in this game to not give up touchdowns. Obviously, you don't want to do it any week. I know that's that's a stupid comment. But it is more prevalent in this game than any other game the Sun Devils are going to be in this year. Unless, of course, when they go to USC, Caleb Williams has got a Heisman campaign going, but we'll get there. But right now, you absolutely need to keep Oklahoma State out of the end zone, even if that means just giving up field goals. The closer in score you can make this game, the more intense Arizona State is going to be. They are going to have that mentality on their mind of, we want to pull off this upset. We want to go to Stillwater, and we want to beat the 11th best team in the nation. That starts with turnovers. Turnovers are going to be the key here. Stalling out drives, going to be just as important. Three and outs, I don't think there's going to be any. That You can call that an extra bold prediction if you would like. In fact, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and jot it down right now. Uh, we'll just say defense doesn't get any three and outs. We're adding that. That'll be That'll be a fifth bold prediction for you, and I certainly hope that one is wrong. Uh, second thing you need to do, you need to be able to finish sacks. Last week, Arizona State's pass rush looked great. However, they did not record a single sack. 
cannot happen. That absolutely cannot happen. Spencer Sanders is a dynamic quarterback. Not only can he throw the football, he can run it too. If you are not able to take him down, that's a huge, huge problem you're going to run into. Remember, Sanders ran for 668 yards last year. I believe that was second on the team for the Cowboys in 2021. You just you can't let that happen, man. You cannot allow him to break the pocket. You cannot allow him to kill you as a passer and a runner. The best way you can do that is to knock him on his butt in the pocket and to establish pressure and get those sacks. Again, just like turnovers, what do sacks do? It's going to hype you up. Trevez Moore gets his first sack of the year. Joe Moore gets his first sack of the year. Uh, Tatala Pesifi gets his first sack of the year. Nessa Jade Silvera gets his first sack. Any of those guys get a sack, guess what? They're hungry. They're ready for their next one. They want sacks more and more and more and more and more. You feed that energy. They buy into it. I want the next one. Trevez just got one. I want one too. All right, Joe just got his. Now it's my turn. Okay, uh, uh, Nesta, uh, Nesta J just got his. I want mine next. BJ Green just got his. Omar, Omar Norman Lott. Every time somebody is able to get a sack, it's going to generate hype and excitement and determination from the guys next to him. If you get five sacks, oh my God, that'd be insane. You need to get a couple. More than anything, obviously, you just want to generate pressure. You want to keep Spencer Sanders off guard. You want to be able to keep Spencer Sanders in a in a state of panic to where he's not able to get comfortable and establish a rhythm as a passer because then you're just not going to keep up with him. You're not. There's very few teams in college football that would be able to. You need to finish sacks. You don't need 10. You need more than one. You need more than zero. Final thing here. You need to give the secondary as much support as you can. This is a young secondary. This is a veteran quarterback. And there are some ridiculously talented receivers out there for Oklahoma State. They've got a kid, Braden Johnson. He hasn't done much so far in his career. But he's coming off a six-catch, 133-yard, and one-touchdown game. They're very, very excited for him. Brennan Presley is another guy that they're plenty excited about. He had 619 yards a year ago. He tallied up 83 on five catches last week. There's so many different guys that are going to get involved. They love their running backs, too. I believe it's Daryl Richardson. Uh, no, Dominic Richardson is a guy that they want to get involved in the passing game as well. Last week, he only caught one pass for eight yards, but he's somebody that they believe can get a little more involved with what they want to get going. Overall, there was 11 different players that caught a pass for the Cowboys last week. Spencer Sanders moves the ball around. He is not going to look at one guy specifically and just cater to him over and over and over again. Spencer Sanders is going to spread the ball around. And with spreading the ball around means testing different guys in that secondary. It means throwing at Roe Torrance three times a game. It means throwing at Keon Markham three times a game. It means throwing it to Marcus Davis three times a game. Jordan Clark three times a game. They're going to spread the ball out. No single corner is going to have this lockdown day. Now, if one of those guys shows they're a liability, 
then yeah, obviously you're going to throw at this guy eight times a game. But you need to make life as simple as possible for them. So that's disguising your coverages, which remember last week, Herm Edwards said this was a very vanilla defense for us. We were we were just focused on not giving up anything vertical. Expect more going forward. So maybe there's a more diverse plan for secondary play in this week. It means your pass rush needs to stay on top of things. So that's getting those sacks. Okay? You get the pressure. You make things a little easier on your secondary. Maybe your secondary gets that turnover you need. Who knows? More than anything, simplify it. I'm not talking about coaching either. I am talking about on the field. Make life as easy as possible. Get Spencer Sanders uncomfortable. The quicker you get him off balance, the better off you're going to be in this game. One more break for us, and then when we return, we're going to go over my bold predictions as well as a final score and also highlighting one player that the Sun Devils need to figure out how to contain this Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Guys, make sure that you are checking out the Locked on Pac-12 podcast as your second listen of the day. Host Spencer McLaughlin and local experts of Locked On take you across the Pac-12, the Conference of Champions, in 30 minutes or less. Make the Pac-12, Locked On Pac-12, your second listen of the day. Final conversations here. There's a few things we need to go over. First thing, here's the guy you need to contain this week. Colin Oliver. Colin Oliver, uh, defensive end. He was the... Big 12 newcomer of the year. He was the Big 12 defensive freshman of the year. 10 and a half sacks, 15 and a half tackles for loss last year in 14 games. 6'2", 225-pound guy. He's not a massive, but the dude is ferocious. He looks very good. He already has his first sack of the season this year uh, that he was able to bring down the aforementioned Daniel Richardson last week. Uh, was able to... Do you have anything else worth noting? Uh, also had a tackle for loss. So two tackles, one for loss, one for a sack. Dude generates pressure. He gets into the backfield. Arizona State showed that, you know, they're they're a little susceptible to giving up some pressure, especially on that left side of the line, Mr. Glass. But, you know, wherever Colin Oliver is, you need to draw up some specific pass protections to keep him out of your backfield. Running back chips tight end chips off the line. Heck, I, I wouldn't be mad if you double teamed them. I really wouldn't. I am terrified of Colin Oliver heading into this game. That is a good, 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 good football player. I am nervous as I'll be for him. Bold predictions now. Two on the offense, two on the defense, plus that bonus one I gave you guys earlier where there's no three and outs. The two on offense I got, Emory Jones is going to cross the 300 total yards mark. This isn't 300 passing yards. Says in 300 rushing yards. Oh my God. Could you guys imagine? I'm saying he gets 300 total yards. He is going to be able to run this football. He is going to be able to break down whatever the Cowboys are trying to throw at him and make plays with his legs. That's the good news. The other good news is it's a young secondary with some intriguing talent to throw to. That could lead to a little more success than people realize for Arizona State's passing game. Emory Jones is going to have a good day for Arizona State. And if he has a good day, 
then you are going to stay in this football game. You will stay competitive. Second, Sun Devils at some point will have a two-possession lead. That's right. I think at some point in this game, Arizona State is going to have a nice, cushiony lead. Hopefully, it's at the end of the game. <laughs> I think I think it's probably going to be earlier in the game, honestly. But I think Arizona State's going to find a way to establish a nice little lead for themselves early on and build a little bit of momentum, get some guys to buy into the mentality of, let's get this upset in Stillwater. Let's beat the number 11 team in the country. Let's beat the Big 12 favorites. Defense. I'm going to say you get two sacks and a turnover. So you're fulfilling two of the needs that I say you need to do for your key to victory. I think this defense was so close to a few sacks last week. Hopefully they're able to clean that up and actually finish up their plays. And if they do, that's huge. That would be really, really good news for your team being able to, you know, finish up those plays and give your offense more opportunities. Fourth prediction. This one's not a fun prediction. Uh, Spencer Sanders is going to is going to throw for 300 yards. At least. He is not going to have a problem moving the ball through the air. Unfortunately. I'm not manifesting it. I am not hoping that's the case. But it's going to happen. Spencer Sanders is too good. And the secondary is too young. It is too inexperienced. It's not on them. It is entirely on the precedent that Spencer Sanders is a good, 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 good quarterback. Their only hope here is to be able to contain some receivers who, you know, maybe, maybe haven't had a lot of experience to back up or like justify larger roles. Cause again, uh, you know, Brayden Johnson was not the most productive guy over the course of his career with the Cowboys before, you know, having a really nice week one. Uh, you know, they do like John Paul Richardson. He had a solid year a year ago. He's a true sophomore now. Uh, Brennan Presley is probably the biggest guy that the that the uh, Sun Devils need to look out for. There are guys in this passing game. If they can find a way to clamp down those guys, that's huge. That gives you a really nice opportunity. I just don't think it's going to happen. Final score prediction. I got Oklahoma State winning 37-24. Two possession win. That's not that's not a feel bad loss to lose by 13 points on the road to the number 11 team. I think Arizona State is going to be able to find a way to generate some points. I just mentioned I think they're going to have a lead at some point, a two possession lead. They can do it. This is not an unobtainable win. If everything goes right. ASU could pull off one of the biggest upsets in college football this year, but a lot needs to go right. I want it to go right. More than anything, I want to win this game. This is one of the games on our schedule where if you win it, that could define the entirety of your season. You win this game, you might end up being another eight, maybe even a nine-win team. You lose this game, you're probably in the same spot, about that six-win team. You get crushed in this game, you might have a losing record. I think that this game 
is going to give you a very good outlook on what the rest of the season could look like for Arizona State. You lose this game like you're expected to. It is what it is. If you get blown out, that sucks. You keep it close, which I do consider two possessions being close to a number 11 team. It's a moral victory at that point. You win, Lord knows, you're going to get some votes for the top 25 if you win this game in Stillwater. That's all I got. That's everything I got for you guys on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. That is my final outlook for the Arizona State Sun Devils traveling to Oklahoma State to take on the Cowboys. I certainly hope that when we come back on Monday, I will be able to give good news, hand out some game balls, and talk about everything that went right, some celebrations, of course. But until then, that is the end of this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you guys so much, as always, for making this your first listen of the day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in that visual platform. Wherever you do get your podcast, though, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday. If you want to stay in touch with all the content we put out all the time, follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.